Welcome to episode 17 of Stay at Homer, a podcast where two English gentlemen um, talk about every episode of The Simpsons in order during coronavirus lockdown. I'm Tim Tucker. Uh, I'm Andrew Lowe. Um, we don't tell each other, we don't tell people what we do anymore, do we? They can work it out or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I used to be a sort of film journalist, sort of, you know, video games, that kind of thing. And um, yeah, uh, then I stopped doing that and started writing books, basically. That's a, that's a good summary. I, I used to do um, music and video game journalism. I'm now a digital marketer and a novelist and author. So, but now we have been, how many days is it, Andy? Is it, is it 40 days yet in lockdown, do you think? Do you think it's getting easier or do you think it's getting sort of more, like, you know, normal? Or... Sometimes I think it's getting easier and then some sort of weird random thing pulls the rug from under my feet. But, um, mm. yeah. I, I think I've realised what an effect it's having on my mental health, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Me it's too. like a background. Yeah, it's just a sort of a bad... I mean, it's the old thing of I know a lot of people are having it much worse. But, yeah. you know, yeah. you can only <laughs> experience your, your own thing, can't you? And, <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah. I'm not... Uh, You've got your base level. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not sort of um, trying to storm a, a machine gun nest or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> it's this... It's still, it's, it's that constant little background thrum of stress and yeah. kind of worry and anxiety. And I think it's also that feeling of not knowing when something's going to end. You can That's sort it. of endure something, can't you, if you think, um, mm. well, I've got 10 more days of this, you know, and um, just let's just pace myself, let's measure it out. Yeah. But at the moment, it's kind of endless almost. You know, you can just, you're hearing all these noises about people saying, we can ease the lockdown, we can do this, we can, I don't know, we can open hairdressers again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at some point. But still, I just think it just doesn't really change much, you know, unless we have some sort of a way to vaccinate people. There's going to be, nobody's going to be going anywhere near anyone else for a long time. No, I think the, I think you're right. The uncertainty is one of the factors that's detrimental to the health of our brains. Um, yes, yeah. I don't know about you, mental but health. I, I, Mental health. <laughs> That's yeah. what I meant to say. There's an easier way to say it, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd be different. But um, so where where are we today? Then do you think where where are we today? What's what's new? What's happened? Just in case anyone is listening to this daily and yeah. avoiding the news and just getting all the news from us, <laughs> that's not advisable. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, do you that know spaceship that landed in uh, Bolivia was pretty bizarre, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. I think. That's yeah. Do you do you look at the news? I, I had a quick look at the BBC News app, and it was, I don't know, no no real news. Like something about how we'll tell you soon what's going to happen or something in a few days. It was something like that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And like I said before, it's like the it's more like the olds than yeah. the news, isn't it? Yes. It's just every well day. Put. Yeah. It's more or less. Yeah, as you were. <laughs> yeah. It's just misery, people dying, uh, people. Having a terrible time, not enough protective equipment for yeah. health workers. Uh, you know, Donald Trump saying he didn't say something that he did say, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's just, I think yeah. it's probably best avoided, isn't it? It is. I think. I think the latest news was we'll tell you in a few days what we're going to tell you a bit later than that, something like that. Um, yeah. I thought I can't handle this. If only to, um, if only there was something that. Uh, Felt kind of weirdly comforting, familiar. Yeah, um, a comedy show. Laugh. 
yeah. yeah it gave you a bit of a sort of boost made you smile mm. um and you know it was kind of available for a, a fairly nominal fee every <laughs> month yeah <laughs> what i'd like is not only that but i'd like to hear two english gentlemen talking about it um i like I this think... i like this english gentleman thing where's this <laughs> come from <laughs> why have we sort of got cravats like with sort of david niven or something I think our American listeners picture us exactly like that, with a sort of martini yeah. in our hands. That's a good idea. Cigarette yeah. holders. I, I, I checked the stats, actually, and, you know, we're growing yeah. slowly. Mm. More people are listening to us. But I checked the stats, and there's, there's two people in South America. Wow. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a few in Australia and mm. um, quite a few, in, quite a few in, uh, in North America. So Yeah. I don't want to stop pandering to the audience, though. Let's be, let's be ourselves, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. Bear in mind. Let's just try to... Mm. Let's not dispel that myth that we're sort of sitting here in our smoking jackets yeah. and um, with, with the servants yeah. <laughs> bringing us things, and silver salvers and things. That's right. We look, we look a bit like a sort of Michael Caine and Colin Firth chatting, don't we? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That'll yeah. do. Um, anyway... What what we are referring to, of course, is The Simpsons. We are yeah, on season two, episode four. Pretty tidy segue there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, I, uh, I'm a natural. Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode is two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. Yeah, it was um, snappy first title. Broadcast. Yeah, it's a bit long, isn't it? It's terrible, um, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Where, I don't know where's that come from? Where's the title? Is it is it a reference to something? Yeah, it sounds like it is. Two things Must there, be. really. It sounds like it's a reference to something, and we should have researched it before we started recording. <laughs> we never do that. We're, um, <laughs> That's part we of the charm of the podcast, the kind of slightly <laughs> sort of um, off-the-cuff nature, <laughs> ill-informed. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it was first this one. I'm going back in, segueing in. People probably didn't notice, but... Um, uh, first broadcast November 1990, written by Sam Simon and John Schwarzfelder, by now sort of veterans of The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, let's go in then. So starts with Bart. But did you think it was a strange start? Bart and Lisa fishing. Mm. It's like we've never seen them fish before. Why are they suddenly fishing? Well, kind of it's almost as if they they said, "How are we going to have them find this fish with three eyes?" To start <laughs> to start the, <laughs> what, what can you think of? <laughs> to start the episode off. I've got it. <laughs> let's have Bart and Lisa fishing. <laughs> It does seem a little bit sort of... Uh, it's a bit yeah. crowbarred, isn't it? Yeah. It, it seems a bit unnatural seeing them fish, but um, some bloke arrives, doesn't he? Which, in you know, it's a bit more innocent time then, wasn't it? Because nowadays, uh, some weird bloke getting out of his car and approaching two children and yeah. fishing would seem a little bit threatening, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I like the way that Bart says, who the hell are you? Yeah. I'm Bart Simpson, who the hell are you? That's quite a good little Bart moment. Yeah, it is perfect. Yeah. Um... Anyway, while the, the it turns out this guy's an investigative reporter, and they catch Blinky, don't they? Blinky the fish, who is the three-eyed fish, who we mm. have seen once before in season one. Yeah, sort of um, in the background. He sort of popped out of the water. Yeah. Um, now he sort of gets his own episode in a weird sort of way. Um, clearly, he's a mutant fish. Tim, I'll just stop you there. Um, actually, um, please. The name of this episode comes from the slogan in a political advert used in Hoover's presidential campaign. In 1928, a chicken in it, a chicken in every pot. Um, and right, so that that obviously you just remembered that, did you? And, and yeah, I just and, remembered it. Yeah, it just yeah. came to me. And also, it says 
And then the ad, there's another advert which says a chicken in every pot and a car in every backyard. Oh, there you go. Um, so a, a topical reference there from, from the, 19, <laughs> the late 1920s. <laughs> yeah, it must have been an American but, thing. Um, yeah. That's fine, though. At least we know now. Um, they do that great Simpsons thing now, don't they, with the headlines, which is an old sort of cinematic trope of spinning papers with the headlines showing what's, what's happening. And it yeah. basically says power plant to blame, doesn't it? It's sort of Citizen Kane, isn't it? it yes. Me. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the places mm. it comes from. Isn't Maybe it? that's probably the first place that ever did it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely uh, a bit of a cliche, but it, and they play with that a bit. Um, so they find this, they find this three-eyed fish. Yeah, and it turns out that it's the, power, the power plant is creating mutants out of the environment. Yeah. So, so the, the inspection team... Burns announces there's going to be an inspection team, doesn't he? He does, and he says he's he announces it in, over the tannoy, and he says, <laughs> "Hi ho, faceless employees." <laughs> okay. That's great because it's the first of a few <laughs> abusive comments he makes to people, isn't it? Um, in this episode, yeah. I I I just love I love hi ho, faceless employees though. That's a great. <laughs> I think if you ever had. Um, Find yourself in a position of management or anyone listening who runs a small team, perhaps, or yeah. a small business, <laughs> and they need to chair a meeting. That's a pretty good way to open it. <laughs> oh, if only. Yeah, we should do that next time we get that opportunity. Mm. Brilliant. So the inspection team obviously turn up a load of problems. They're wading, literally wading in radioactive waste at, at certain points. Um, I like Burns' attempt to bribe them by saying, oh, yeah. I'll just leave the room. Um, that's great the, good, the lead guy he puts a load of money on the table doesn't he and says <laughs> I'll just leave this money on the table and walk out and he walks yeah. out and then he comes back in and the guy hasn't taken the money and he says yeah. if I didn't know better or something I'd, I'd say you were trying to bribe me and Mr Burns goes is there some confusion to, to take the money take it <laughs> like he just he just assumes he has no sense of irony he just thinks the guy hasn't yeah. worked it out <laughs> Never mind the ethical issues. Very cynical, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work, does it? This guy is quite um, on the level, and he's found 342 violations, um, and he offers an ultimatum to, to Burns, the name. Bring it up to speed or we'll shut you down. I think, uh, I think I'm right in saying it's going to cost $26 million, isn't it? 56. Put right. 56, wow, more than I yep. thought. So Burns, Burns goes into a bit of a slump, doesn't he? He gets drunk. Mm. He um he stays stays at his desk. Yeah. Um, and in a bizarre coincidence, Homer has fallen asleep at his desk. Mm. So, um, they sort of encounter each other, don't they? Burns is weeping in his car. Mm. Um, and and this is where Homer kind of gives him the idea that he should run for office. That's the only way he can sort of make this go away. Yeah, and he's I mean he's ultimately saying, you know, I don't want to spend fifty six million on the plant, and um. If only there was another way. And Homer kind of says, yeah, if only you could decide what's safe and what isn't. <laughs> you could yeah. go up a sort of an executive <laughs> level in terms of the you know, government. And so this is where Burns decides to yeah. run for political office. I mean, he says governor. So I assume we're in the UK and I've, I assume this is talking about yeah. different states have, have governors, don't they? I don't really yeah. understand. I mean, all, all you need to really need to know I'm is that sure whoever's that. the governor would get to... Um, you know, decide what's safe and what isn't at the, at the nuclear power plant. So it's kind of like bypassing and saving him a lot of money. That's right. Good, good plan actually. Um, mm. I don't, I don't know if Homer was intentionally giving him that idea. It's not usually his style to get a good idea like that. But 
Um, we get we get a cut to the family discussing politics, and then the campaign team. I love the campaign team. Yeah, because Burns has got lots of money. Um, one of his great names for people is he. He talks about the average Joe six, six pack here, doesn't he? I love that. Yeah. What's the other one? Sally Housecoat. Paul. <laughs> he talks about Mr. Punch Clock. Yeah, Sally Housecoat is particularly insulting. <laughs> <laughs> he's just his his whole view of human nature is terrible, isn't it? They're all below him, basically. Yeah. Johnny Lunchpail. That's another one. He's got he's got a whole. Um, I love. Yeah, I think, I love I the think little... they're really finding their feet with Burns, aren't they? They're really they are. finding. They're really finding this character's sort of pantomime villain. I love his ad, you, where he's, um, yeah. he's this actor portraying Charles Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say? Isn't the slogan "Only a moron wouldn't vote for Monty Burns" or something? <laughs> yes. That's the yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they've got an elephant. I love the way he just wanders yeah. over. And he says, "This elephant, for example." <laughs> and there's no, there's no cost spared really here. No. He's thrown a lot of money at it. So uh, I've written down here Mary Bailey. Oh, yeah, Mary Bailey. She's the, she's the opposition, isn't yeah. she? So they're trying, to, um, they're trying to sort of find some muck on her, aren't they? Um, mm. But the campaign team have a great idea, which is that he should go and have uh, a family meal with you know, his constituents. Find a sort of... Well, this is where he mentions Joe Meatball and Sally Housecoat. And uh, mm. you know, go and find an average family. Of course, it's the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, so they all turn up at the Simpsons household. And they yeah, say, to show he has this, the, the common touch. Yeah, except he, he they, they do make it clear that he hates being touched. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, That's uh, not really the common has, touch, is it? <laughs> it's, it's literally the opposite. Yeah. Um, at this point, we get a bit of a flash forward because Marge has an idea, doesn't she? Mm. Which we're going to see in a minute about yep. how she's going to cope with this sort of... Uh, um, there's a sort of media circus at the Simpsons, which I like. Um, Homer's they're all primed aren't they <laughs> um, Homer even though they're primed and you know Lisa and the rest are, remember their questions but Homer has to read his from his cards doesn't That's he right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he says and little girl I think you have a question for me and she says yes it is a, uh, I do it's a rather inane one <laughs> <laughs> yeah Lisa Lisa is definitely doing it all through clenched teeth isn't she and just, um, she's compromised. Of course, Le- you know Lisa time. is Lisa is the the intelligent one. She's seen through the whole thing. I love I love that um, during his answer, she just gets up and walks away. Yeah, <laughs> and the camera just closes in on Burns. There's no pretense that she's a- he's actually answering her question to her. Um, so mm. yeah, she walks off, mm. and and then um, you know it all looks good. The campaign team are whispering in his ear. This is going well. You know your approval rating is above fifty one, but then Marge pulls out her grand plan. And serves Blinky, which is a really good bit of plotting, don't you think? Because that's the start point of the uh, episode. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's um, it's the old it, Chekhov's gun thing, isn't it, Tim? That's yeah. right. It is. <laughs> well said. You don't. If there's a three-eyed fish yeah. in the first act, the Chekhov's gun thing is if you see a gun, you know, in early early yeah. on, that's that's got to reappear. You've got to do something with it's it. It's got to go off. He says. I mean, it's Blinky serves two purposes, isn't it? It sort of kicks off the plot, and also um, is a lovely callback here. Literally feeding him with the with the result of his own negligence, you know, in his own profligacy or whatever. absolutely. So he can't stomach it, can he? Spits it out, and that's the end of his campaign. Yeah, uh, you know, Burns's response is quite interesting. He smashes up their house. <laughs> um, that's a bit unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> the optics of that aren't going to be good. It's just a weird, weird response. And he has his his last brilliant 
uh, withering put down when he says, let's leave this anonymous clan of slack-jawed troglodytes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is one of his greatest ever lines. (laughs) Um. (laughs) That's so beautifully written. It's like he's got... He's got hi ho faceless employees as, as his as his greeting. <laughs> See, the thing with that is, I think he's he genuinely thinks that's um, there's nothing insulting about that. No. He, I think he genuinely thinks, yeah, referring to them as faceless employees is just a sort of avuncular, sort of chummy form of address. Yeah, you know, he's not he's not just not pejorative to him. No, it shows how out of touch he is. Absolutely, yeah. I think I, I think he was meant to be. This was meant as a withering put down, though, calling them troglodytes, but. Um, he, he vows, doesn't he? He says he, he vows to make Homer's dreams unfulfilled. I think, yeah. which is a pretty nasty threat. Yeah. But but you know, luckily for for Homer, he never remembers who Homer is, so he never follows up on these threats. <laughs> yeah, we haven't quite got there yet, have we? We've got there's quite a few running gags of Mr. Burns, aren't there? There's one we see here that where he's um, sort of pathetically weak physically. Yeah. The, you know, he tries to sort of upend the t- the television table or something, yeah. and he has to get Smithers to do it for him. Because he has no, no, no muscle mass yes. whatsoever, and then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then and Smithers does it effortlessly, doesn't he? Doesn't he? And then also, there's um, there's the sort of thing where he just pathologically is incapable of remembering Homer's name, <laughs> despite having repeated encounters with him. Yeah, and, and like you said, the um, there's a, a whole flurry of of withering put downs of of his staff and, uh, and and just general the general populace. That's a that's a running thing for him, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 incredible to think that that his campaign team thought this was a good idea, isn't it? To have him, you know, not they clearly don't know him very well. I know it only just it's nearly only just going to work because it's he's at 51 approval rating mm. isn't he but yeah they're a pretty good campaign team i think he definitely got the best yeah. but yeah it was out of his hands in the end homer and marge uh, nice ending very a very simpsons ending by now isn't it where homer and marge are in bed um yeah well it's a little bit um bit samey this isn't it really at the moment mm. i mean we could be really hypercritical yeah they always seem to go well, uh, how are we going to end this? Let's have Homer and Marge talking together. It's a bit sitcom, isn't it? But it's still the thing is, it's The Simpsons, and it's still beautifully written in the sense that it tells you so much about about the characters. Yeah, he's he's really upset. You know, he knows he's upset the boss, and it's all could go wrong for him. And um, he says to Marge, "Make can you make it better?" Mm. And she says something like, "When a man's biggest dreams include." The seconds on dessert and snuggling, sleeping on noon till weekends, and no, no man, no one man can destroy them. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you did it. You made it better." Yeah, I mean, we've said many times on this podcast that at the heart of the Simpsons is a loving family, and yeah, that, and that is important, isn't it? So it's, it plays a role, absolutely. And um, and this episode is uh, pretty much a, sat- a political satire, isn't it? Really, or a satire on American politics in yeah. the sense of you know how American politics works and campaigning and advertising and. It shows the the creators of the show is well, I suppose, pretty liberal, doesn't it? Yeah, it's almost like a liberal critique of American politics. Isn't this fundamentally at odds with the channel it's on? Yeah, Fox. and it, this comes up, you know, later on, doesn't it? They start making references to Fox. And yeah, and Rupert Murdoch they himself. Start, they start really pushing it and biting the hand that's feeding them. Mm. That's gets gets particularly thrilling and it does some of the later seasons. Well, it's one of the great joys of The Simpsons is that it it wasn't on some sort of cult cable channel. It was on prime time. On a very, I, I guess, yeah. Republican channel, really, isn't it? Sort of smuggled in there, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there are some parts of America, obviously, where just the whole idea of Burns's ad and Charles Darwin turning up, and you know, there's some sort of natural selection theory. There would be people throwing things at the television, wouldn't there? In some parts of America, yeah. So e- even that is pretty revolutionary. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, in its own way. 
that's uh, part of the reason we love it. But um, that's time for scores, Andy. Yeah. I'm going to hand over to you this time for the first score, first stab at the score. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go seven for this one. Ooh, um, it seems a bit low, but I think I think um, I think it's good. It's a good episode. Um, but I think what we have to do with these, really, as you mentioned last time, is to mark mark them based on our personal love. Of them. Yeah. We're still in that vein here. Well, this is kind of just above a sort of a solid episode for me, and it's, um, you know, personally, not not a big favourite. It's it's a favourite for me because of the burn stuff. Yeah. But um, most of the rest of the the surrounding story, I suppose now because the idea of satirising political um, campaigning, and I've just seen that quite a lot. Yeah. Over the in the intervening years, so right stuff like the thick of it or in the loop mm. or all that kind of thing there's so much if you sure. want this kind of thing it's available mm. in all kinds of formats and at the time obviously it's a bit unfair because at the time it was pretty revolutionary to show such a pointed satire mm. of politics like this but yeah yeah i'm gonna give it a seven wow i'm, I'm surprised so i'm giving it an eight not to okay. be at odds with you but i i love burns i still think burns has got a little an inch or so more before he fully fits the role that he's going to play in Golden Era Simpsons. Yeah. Partly his voice, partly those little nuances like you said about him forgetting home. And it's not quite yeah. there, but but really good lines from Burns. I thought it was really well plotted. I found it, I enjoyed every minute of it. So that was great. So yeah, it's an eight from me. Um, but as you say, uh, we know it's going to get better. So we have to have some leeway. Um, I'm still not decided when my 10's coming. <laughs> Seeing them again is interesting because you think it might be one episode and then you see it and you think, ah, it's not quite as good as I remembered. But I know some coming up really are. Mm. Yes. Well, let us know what you think. Um, How can they do that, Andy? Well, they could send us a message on Twitter at stayathomerpod, not at stayathomer because that's another Twitter account, yeah. annoyingly. Um, we'll cross them. We'll cross we'll them cross them like an ant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if only Burns was around, to, <laughs> to, <laughs> he would he wouldn't tolerate that, would he? And also, um, you could send us an email. Yes, um, if you like, please do using the popular <laughs> form of electronic <laughs> messaging, and that is stayathomeapod at gmail dot com. Perfect. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, at the moment we're sort of casting into the void because this is quite early and. Hmm. we're trying to build our listeners up a little bit do you know what I'd like to hear is what Americans think we've missed Yeah, uh, I'd love to know that I'd also like to hear from British people and South American people and some Australians yeah. as well So, some Australians would be great yeah, yeah. well there's one fella in South America <laughs> I'd like to hear from him <laughs> Just, yeah he's probably sitting in a small hut in sort of Patagonia yeah. somewhere um, anyone really <laughs> hello to you if you are that yeah, man anyone. or woman Sexist. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, at the moment we're all stuck inside, um, kind of worrying and um, fretting. But we're, we're here for you, as as we've said before. Mm. We have just I don't know about two hundred and forty or so episodes <laughs> Simpsons to go through, and yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not getting anywhere. So yeah, uh, get in touch, send us a message, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.